This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Uiti and I took a short trip to the market theatre to go. I don't know if I can say we watched a play. No. We didn't <laughs> watch can't a play. Say that, we no. can't say that. Okay, so we went to go and listen, listen to a play. So the play was called um, The Empire's Builder, and this was created by Kwasha group the third so we know kwasha theater is a company that was launched in 2018 by the market theater laboratory and windy bro arts center so um what they do with the company is that it serves as a bridge between graduates and their professional careers so um it does provide guaranteed employment as a performer or theater for the whole 10 months and during those 10 months the students are offered um opportunity to gain professional work experience and just the space to learn and practice business skills right yes so last year's group which was the third because it started in 2018 they were tasked obviously with also producing um plays and pieces but for them the challenge was that they had to produce this under the circumstances of COVID 19 and yesterday when we went there we listened to a play because that is how now they adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously because there was a lack of audience, because there was social distancing and there were all sorts of restrictions that didn't allow people to actually come into the theatre. They were forced to rather create a theatre that will actually go to the people. So they created something somewhat like what we do here, like radio, right? And yesterday what happened is we went in and we seated just one seat apart, very intimate, very, very intimate setting. And we were given headphones as we walked in. Obviously, we were sanitized and we had to sit down with our masks on and (laughs) we had to wear the headphones and then switch them on and listen to the audio. So the beauty of this is that you were given the privilege um, to listen to the headphones while you were sitting, while you were standing. You could close your eyes, you could open your eyes. You had the freedom to do that. And I, I think that's important because, you know, mostly in theatre, you come in, you sit down, they tell you switch off your phone, you sit in the d- dim, dark light, you must keep quiet, you can't move and go to the bathroom. But I think this one gave us a lot more freedom, you know. Um, and I, in, in the second, I think it was Act 2, when we finished Act 1, and the director said, if you want, you can listen um, to the rest of the play, actually, while you go to the bathroom, while you get some refreshments. Yeah. And, and I think this actually was, for me, um, a, a, a physical uh, interpretation of where theatre is going. Like, I could finally see, practically, that theatre is actually changing. And I mean, just yesterday, we were speaking about the market theatre celebrating 45 years, and we had an interview oh, yes. with James Noble, who told us about where theatre is going and that they're looking on putting it on online platforms because that is where the young market is going or that is where the young market is right now. And I think yesterday's experience was such a beautiful new experience for me. I'm not a theatre person, okay, but an experience that I'm like, I've only been to a theatre show once and, and that was a normal live theatre show, right? Yeah. So that yesterday, and when we got in, because I saw the screen there, there was a projector, I thought, okay, cool, we'll be watching a pre-recorded play. Yeah. So when there was no vis- barking visuals, yeah. I was like, okay, then what is going on here? But when they started playing the audio, it was so beautiful. And I mean, The Empire's Builder is a play that tells a story, just to give you a background story about what we were listening to. It's a play that tells the story of a middle-class family that is threatened by unusual noise, forcing the family members to ascend through their apartment building to progressively smaller rooms, leaving behind all the comforts they enjoyed while maintaining a facade of calm and denial. And I mean, I heard this during the play and they were arguing about, oh no, um, who's going to sleep in this bed? 
there's so many of us and then I think the dad was saying no we'll sleep here and then you'll sleep in the other room and they were going up the stairs <laughs> yeah, and down yeah, the stairs yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, so, it's such a weird thing because I wasn't watching this I was listening and I can already tell that there were stairs you know um, they were going up the stairs down the stairs it was such a beautiful experience and after the show we had um a chance to speak to some of the people that were involved in it and we had a beautiful conversation with them. No, most definitely. And um, um, when you talk about watch, I'm just thinking to myself, how did you imagine it in your head? So in my head, I'm thinking it's a, it's a nice... Like it, it wasn't a, a big space that okay. they lived in. They lived in a small house. Yeah. And then there are stairs that I don't know. Dear guy, the steps it there. <laughs> but there are stairs because I kept on hearing them going up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. Um, but for me, it was just a very small, like in my head, I'm thinking it's a small, confined space because they're complaining about space. You know, so in my head, that was the, the, the situation. Like, and you can hear so many things are happening in that one room. So you can. Imagine how everybody is in this room because while the dad is speaking to this one, there are sounds in the background of yeah, those other ones yeah. doing something, and then that's like so everything is happening in one room. So this is in this is my imagine my imagination imagination imagination. <laughs> Find how did wish. you imagine it? So um, uh, or I, rather picture it. I I pictured it in a literal theater, and I think because when we entered on the projector, we had already seen the few visuals of them actually in a theater dressed in costume so even in my head while i was listening to them i could see them moving around in theater and i'm asking this because um i think it's really interesting that tell i think telling stories through audio is really interesting because then the um, what we see is, is becomes uh, personal and becomes subjective, you know? Yeah. It's, it's only according to your own interpretation and what's happening in your own mind and i remember in Varsity, we did a course called Theatre and Access, and we're exploring these kind of things, actually, you know, and I think for um, the audio kind of theatre, um, it, it, it is catered a lot for people who are blind, um, for people who cannot see. So um, being in that space, actually, and being able to experience storytelling through sound, I think was a really interesting experience for me. Yeah, I think I enjoyed it, too. I had so much fun. Yeah, and um, as Huiti had said, that we had spoken to the cast, to the people who were part of this entire process. And the first person, actually, that we did speak to was the arts manager, Hudi Motsiyatzea. Okay, so I'm currently speaking to Hudi Motsiyatzea, who is the manager of Kwasha Theatre Company. Am I right? Yes. All right. How long have you been with Kwasha Theatre Company? Um, so Kwasha started uh, now four years ago. Um, yeah, and I've been part of it ever since. And how have you guys been affected by the COVID-19? I mean, last year when COVID-19 hit, uh, we, were, we were on tour with another production. And while we were on tour, like the previous Kwasha, while that Kwasha was on tour, uh, we... We were rehearsing to go on a national tour for schools okay, nice. for a gender-based violence project. And we were so excited. And I think when COVID happened, we were, we were never ready. I think um, the first time it happened, it was first as Africans, we didn't disbelieve. <laughs> um, some of us thought like, no, this is a conspiracy war between America and China. Right. It doesn't affect <laughs> Africa. And I think around June, July, it got real. Um, but when it got real, uh, I think um, the advantage of being um, part of Kwasha as a young actor was that there was a sustained income um, for those months. So financially, we were not 
as a as a as a company we were not impacted. But creatively it really did get to us also really creating you know like when you create a project that's so close to you yeah. and these projects are funded and not honore um, like we couldn't continue the project this year because the funds were meant for that year. So not only did we lose out on an opportunity to just play um, and give South African experience, but I feel like South Africa also um, lost out on on just engaging um, arts, especially yeah, yeah. trying to take arts into schools and also just trying to confront issues that we deal with as I'm young or old. I think gender-based violence affects us all, no matter the kind of the creed or the age. But yeah, so but we managed to adapt very well, I think. So are you guys ready for this year? Um, I think we're better prepared. We're in okay. a better mental state. Because I think mentally it was also like very difficult on the team. But it was also very exciting because we also, we also did international... Um, Virtual virtual collaborations and we were part of one called the art of facing fear which was um about 10 countries um brazil sweden um nigeria senegal uh, america and just like broadcasting on zoom in real theater performance yeah. so nothing pre-recorded everything is on stage you perform live which also got like um, awards, uh, <laughs> which was <laughs> kind of awards that would be very awkward. Everyone that. <laughs> um, yeah, so which also got very so, so we did very well. Virtually. Okay, I think we managed to. Our slogan last year was accept and adapt. I feel accept like accept and adapt. Okay, um, it was also. We also, the language is now fourth industrial revolution. Right. So the question is how does theater, music, uh, television, even watching Netflix, um, just watching a lot of South African content yeah. released in 2016, I'm like, oh my God, this is really good. So it wasn't for the time now spent to now just also just consume content. You wouldn't have one, wouldn't have realized that, oh, okay, the South, the South African film industry is actually alive. And now the question is with the, where does theatre lie? How do you merge these fourth industrial revolution platforms in, in engaging? Well, that was Rudy Mutsiatsiya from the Market Little Lab, who is actually the arts manager of Kukwasha Theatre Company. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you had a beautiful conversation with him. I was just like, because you were, you were having that conversation with him and I was speaking to Sboni So Tombeni, um, who played the mother, right? And I'm just like, where is Homozo? And then when I found you, like, <laughs> no, we're actually having such a nice conversation. Even off the recording, yeah. the conversation went on. <laughs> on. And, and that's how interesting it was. That's how lovely it was. Unfortunately, we couldn't record everything, but we did um, try record a few things. Um, Sboni So Tombeni is part of the cast and, you know, he played the mother. And here he tells us about the whole experience and how it was. Challenging, I won't lie. Challenging for me as a performer because I judged the mother. I really judged the mother. And drama school, first year, drama school, any any acting class, they tell you, don't judge the character. It's not about you, it's about the character. And I did that because I thought... 
I don't know, I thought I knew her, right? So the play is set in 1950s. It's like just before Africa becomes independent and, you know, France lets go of their powers. So it was a, it was a form of femininity that I thought I knew and that I judged, right? So she's meek, she's quiet. I think I called her a patriarchy princess once, <laughs> which you shouldn't do. Like, it's not your job, even though she really is. So Usponiso can be like, nope, she is um, a pushover for the patriarchy, right? I can have that as a Sponiso. But as an actor coming to work, I can't have that. And I think I had that a little. Um, so that was the push and pull for me with stop, stop trying to judge her and be like she's not a feminist, feminist enough or she's not empowered enough. She's a woman who is married in the 1950s and she's a product of our environment. And I should meet her where she is. So I think for me, it was better after the play after we've recorded and I was like oh that's what I was doing <laughs> and things like that but um the process doing it it was it was it was challenging it was challenging as you heard it was challenging I mean under the circumstances but I think they made it work and he does say that he's working on another play that is coming through in September oh yes so hopefully we'll get a chance to speak to him again soon about the other play that is coming and we also had a chance to speak to the director and you know she said a lot of things about you know how this whole process went by how it was started and um, she was the one that actually in, introduced the whole play to us so when we got there she welcomed uh, she told us everything about the play and um, the conversation we had with her, basically just asking her how it was for her um, doing this whole thing, how it was for her just working under this much pressure of lockdown. And her name is Dinchitile Mashile. So initially I pitched the whole proposal, all the idea to IFAS. I'd given them two different proposals. I'd given them like mounting it on stage with the whole set, everything, and then having to film it. So even filming, so even now, this is not the whole entire piece. Um, what you heard, of course, is act one and there's act two and three, but we still had to, in each piece, extract what was relevant, what um, touched us, what was important to, to, to tell and what really served the story. So it's a much longer piece. But that was my initial plan in the beginning anyway, was to, whether it's being broadcasted, whether it's doing anything, is to kind of, because I... Yeah, it's to kind of mount it, put it on stage, and then get it filmed. But my main thing as well is that at the point in which we're going to make the work, I felt like there's a lot of like online exhaustion and fatigue. So I didn't want to create like a long thing. So I gave them the two options, and then they were like, no, actually, just do one of them. And the one of them has to be the, the podcast. Because a lot of people at the time, like we'd gone through NAF already, We'd gone through so many different online presentations that not a lot of people had tackled the idea of radio play or the idea of an audio piece like a podcast. So then the IFAS, um, if, I always say that, French Institute of South Africa, they were like, no man, let's just go for the radio approach. And that's, yeah. On that. Speaking about the other options that she had besides audio. So we were very interested in finding out what were some of the other options that you had besides just the audio, right? Yeah. Because we're just like, how did you even come up with this? We were very just we were very intrigued. Um and the last conversation that we had with her, I just wanted to find out what are you know, what advice does she have for people who are in theater? And who don't have jobs right now because of, I mean, circumstances or who aspire to study theater. And this is what she had to say for you who is a theater student, for you who wants to get into theater. This is what you need to look forward to. 
I think the best form of encouragement is, as cliche as it sounds, is to really do you. Um, as a director and as just a general uh, theatre practitioner, find what it is that pushes you. Find what it is that, um, that drives you. Because a lot of the time, a lot of us are doing things because we want, like for, for, for wrong reasons, I feel, especially in this industry, a lot of people are coming into the industry because they just want to be famous. Or, and then they, then they get to an institution, like for instance, a market lab or this, and they see the hard work that goes into being a performer and a maker. And then they're like, nah, and they, they drop out, like legit, you know? So I think if you have pushed and you've realized that it is what you want to do, then stretch yourself. Um, stretch yourself once you found what it is that you kind of are so I really love performing but I also really love directing mm -hmm. so once I found that I was like okay now from this point now that thankfully I have found a spot where I I, I feel at home and where where I feel stretched and it does really um, unravel me at points but it's always an unfolding and a beginning and unfolding and a beginning and so once you've arrived there then don't be afraid to challenge the norm don't be afraid to play. Don't be afraid to ask questions because as young theater makers, there are other veterans in the game that have been here. But now don't only take their advice. Like we're also so smart, you know, and we're so um, energetic when it comes to the work. So once you found your thing, man, don't be afraid to play around with it, to, to, to turn it on its head, to question and to be curious. Don't be afraid. That is the word for today. Whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you want Tell to jump into, don't be afraid. But shout out to the team of the Empire Builders. Shout out to them. And thank you very much to the Market Theatre for inviting us and hopefully we'll be able to do more of, you know, Market Theatre content and bring you more plays. And I hope that with, with that snippet of, you know, audio, you were able to get into the experience that we got into yesterday and get the feel of what we, we, what we experienced yesterday. If you jump onto our social media, um, social media platforms actually right now on Twitter at VowFM and Facebook, we posted a video where we were entering the Market Theatre, you know, and it, it, it is such a nice, it, it looks nice. Just go check it out. It is nice. <laughs> we look nice. Mandy. <laughs> so go there people. and check it out. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 88.1. Or stream, stream. via www.varfm.co.za.